And now on Overnights, Entertainment with Simon Foster. Yes, and this morning on Overnights, the role of Simon Foster will be played by Lord Sindendale. Who's uh, here with in two doses of you this morning? Two oh, doses. How will anyone oh, ever get over that, Lordy? Yeah, Simon was supposed to be flying up tonight, and poor old Qantas—they bumped his ticket. He should have oh, been okay. up here, really, like at eight thirty, and then they pushed it back, so he wasn't flying in until. Oh goodness! Well, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, you'll do a splendid job. I know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we start tonight with fishermen's friends, one and all. We're reviewing a. A sweet or a lozenge and not a movie? What the hell is this? Well, I'm taking it from that, Luke. You didn't see Fisherman's Friends, which was a film a couple of years ago, which was a little bit of a surprise hit. Fisherman Friends mm. are actually a group of fishermen who got together to sing old standard sea shanties. Oh. And they've had great success. And that the, the last film was about how they came about because you've got you know actors playing... Real yeah. life people, because it yeah. had footage at the end of these people. You can probably look on the net and you can find Fisherman Friends albums. Right. This one, because it was a success, of course you've got to do another one. Mm. Of course. They're all supposed to be friends, <laughs> apparently. They are indeed. But this one, it, it follows on from the last one where they do get to achieve some, uh, like some really good success. There are 10 fishermen in this uh, Cornish town. And if you listen to it, it is so infectious when because mm. there's quite a bit of them actually performing. Right. But there are some things going on in their lives. In particular, one of the guys who leads the group at the end of the last film, it was the big emotional, you know, climax of the film where he loses his father, who was the probably the the backbone of the group. Mm. This guy's going through this torment tormented, you know, he just doesn't want to have to do with them anymore, just when they're about to achieve some success. Mm. Uh, they also uh, get another member in to try and make up the uh, the father who had gone out, and there's also a bit of love interest comes o- along as well as a a, a woman who was a, a, a an Irish singer who had some great success but hasn't been able to duplicate that success. Oh dear! So it has all of those sort of pitfalls. It's got a cast of people you might recognise, but you wouldn't know their names, like John Purfoy, who I've seen in a few films. Oh yeah. The one that I do remember, and I got to say, I smile every time she comes on screen as Maggie Steed. Maggie Steed. How do you know, I know her? her? Uh, did you ever? Because one of my favourite British shows was Pie in the Sky with Richard Griffiths. He was the portly cop who had the restaurant. Yeah, never seen it. Well, she played his wife in it. Oh, okay. And I love that series. So her mm. coming in has just always put a smile on my face. Right. But one of the things that's beautiful about this is that the scenery in this town, it just makes you want to go there. If I did end up having, uh, you know, a lotto win. I think mm. I'd spend a lot of my time going to visit places where films were set. I'm oh, sure okay. there'd be a great, yeah. you know, like where Local Hero was filmed, yes. and all those sort of things. The Truman Show. Trip. <laughs> that huge set. Yeah. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Good on you. Yeah, look, this has got a PG, mild themes, crude humour, sexual references and coarse language, which is just very, very mild. i got to say, I don't think it's been getting good reviews. If you look on Rotten Tomatoes, it's been hammered. But i got to say, when I walked out of the cinema... Uh, the audience were smiling. I, I started talking to an elderly uh, couple of women who were, came out, and they turned around and asked me what I thought of it. And I said, oh, look, I, I liked the first one. I thought this was lovely. And they were saying, oh, the songs were just so infectious. Mm, mm. And, uh, Did you know, they know who made you were? feel like singing. Like, no. They didn't say, hello, Dandy, film opinionate. No, that's get, happened to me once before, here. you know. Oh, hasn't? 
Yeah, I was standing okay. in a queue at uh, Grady Union when the, they used to have actually have big lineups, and someone who I was with asked me about a film, and I started talking about a film. And then other people started to ask me what I thought of other films, and then they, oh, do you do you review films? And mm. are you on are you on two are you, UE? Are you the dandy? Yeah. So yeah, I had did, the, was recognised. The dandy. Before. He's been recognised. <laughs> yeah. So I quite liked it. Okay. It's not. A, it's it, it's if you just want to have a good time out. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun. That's what you're going to get with this film. It's not Shakespeare. Radio. That's Fisherman's Friends, one and all. Now, is this a G up or is there a movie actually called? Cocaine Bear. There is a movie called Cocaine Bear. It's actually a comedy, uh, but also a bit of a horror film. It's very bloody. But it's based on an incident that happened in 1985 where these drug smugglers had to ditch their load. And the guy who was parachuting down with it mm-hmm. uh, over this over the, you know, the, the mountains, yeah. he died on the way down. And this big black bear yeah. found a big hunk of cocaine, ate it, Mm. and unfortunately died. Right. But they've turned this into a bit of a horror. They've got it so as the bear eats this and becomes a murderous, uh, as, you know, the, you've got the gangsters coming into the town to try and find... find the cocaine. You've got kids that have stumbled across it and trying to make some money. You've got right. a couple of little kids who have, you know, wandered yeah. in the forest when yeah. all this is going on. So you've got all these characters involved as this bear as, is Who's snorting... Of, of its head. Oh, yeah, it's off and, its face. And it, how's, it, how's it ingesting it? Is it... Is it, is it oh, it's got a $50 it, note, which is rolled up like they do in the movies, or...? No. no. Well, no, but pretty much. But uh, it is a... Very much a cocaine fueled bear, yeah, okay. but it's played for laughs. But it is very, very gory. Ma strong blood and gore. Animal attacks, violence, and drug use. Uh, one of the things notable for this is Ray Liotta, who who passed away a while oh, yeah, ago. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. his last film. Oh, okay. He plays the kingpin crime guy who That'd goes be him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, it's the last role he did. And uh, so I believe he. Just got to see some of the special effects done. I was reading this in a bit of trivia, and he yeah. died a couple of weeks later. Oh, dear. Uh, Aidan Aldrich is also the one of the only other names I know there. He played Han Solo in the Solo movie, the uh, yeah. based on Han Solo, yeah. which I thought was pretty average. Man He's a good Uncle. actor, though. Was that Man from Uncle? No. Uh, was he in? No. No. That was Henry Cavill. Yeah, not the Man from Uncle movie. No. Is that Napoleon Solo? No, it's not Napoleon. Yes, it was Napoleon Seller. This is directed also by Elizabeth Banks, the actress. Oh, okay. You can see in things like uh, mm. you know, Hunger Games and what have you. Cocaine Bear, worth a, worth a look or only if you like blood and gore? If you don't mind a bit of blood and gore, there's quite a few listeners who like to go and see horror films, but this is played to be funny as well as actually grossing you out. The audience <laughs> I saw it with were just laughing their heads off, were as they? I was, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I don't like horror, but I do like a laugh. Would I enjoy this? I, don't would, like, I really don't like horror. You don't like gore? No. Don't, oh, no, gore's okay. Oh, no, well, it's fine then. Okay. Horror, you know, some of those films, I mean, you'd classify The Exorcist as a horror, Jaws yes. as a horror. Yes. But the ones that you, do, you don't like it when they build up the tension and yeah, you're I just like about that. ready to explode. Yeah, I don't like that. No, there's not much of that. It's actually played more for laughs with that regard. Right. Now... Poker face on Stan. Now, I thought I'd better mention this. John Stanley put me onto this. Yeah. Have you watched it? Oh, yes, I have. Poker face is very much of an old style. I was reading some trivia. They've modelled it after the uh, the way of doing murder mysteries as Columbo, mm. whereas the film opens up 
with the murder. You know exactly who did it. And then, it, like what Columbo would do, Columbo would come in, investigate, and you'd yeah. see their, you know, their little ploy fall to pieces. Yes. In this, she has, uh, Natasha Leone has this ability to tell pretty much 100% if someone's lying. Uh, and it's built up in the first episode why she's a little bit on the run from Benjamin Bratt, who is a, a killer from a, a casino. Casino. Because so in the way before it all started, mm-hmm. she was in a casino with the casino owner and he noticed that she could pick people telling the truth or not. Then she gave it away, but the the bloke's son knew yeah. she was there. And anyway... Yeah. Yeah, gets tries to rope her in to try and uh, yeah. help him take some money from that's some right. high realists. But so that's she is that, brilliant. By oh, the she way. is. Yeah. But she's sort of a little Columbo-ish because she's sort of not yeah. very educated. She's very rough around the edges. Her character, and it's just lovely the way she ends up becoming. I've got about five episodes in, and uh, she be, becomes involved with these stories that take place. She's traveling across the country, so that a different story every week. Yeah. And but you have Benjamin Bratt turns up every now and then because he's trying to locate her. Yes. But this is uh, created by Ryan Johnson, who also wrote and created uh, Knives Out. So I think he knows, he's very good at writing this type of stuff. He wrote and directed the first two episodes, and but he is the executive producer. And okay. uh, if you like a good murder mystery, which I grew up because my mum loved, the, as we would call the murder shows, like, uh, you know, Midsummer Murder, all those sort of things. And I certainly love Columbo. I, I love these type of shows. And yeah. I'm having such a good time watching. So that's yeah. Poker Face. It's on Stan, which... Uh, is part of the Channel 9 group, I might just point out. Yes. But uh, yes. that has nothing to do with giving that a review. Of, no. it's a, if, you, if you have Stan, it's well worth a look. You know, I, I looked at the first couple and then I turned away and I got back to it on the weekend and I'm so glad I did. It is a quality show. It is. It's got some good actors coming up in it. I haven't seen the episode with uh, Nick Nolte yet, but he's coming up very soon. Oh, very good. Uh, And we've had, uh, well, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's coming up, who I I quite enjoy him as an actor. Adrian Brody was in the first episode. I don't like him, but he was a good character in this. He speaks highly of you. That surprises me. (laughs) Um, Okay. Poker Face, that's a winner. Cocaine Bear, would you have that? High on your list? I would. I, as I said, I it's if I had a friend who wanted to see it again, I'd I'd happily go along and watch it again. Yeah, that for me is always a good sign. High on your list, cocaine. Ooh. Exactly. Anyway, <laughs> good on you, Dave. Good on you, Luke. <laughs>